You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, equipping you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. You guys know that I'm obsessed with our client experience. I've been talking about it since the beginning of time because here at Current, it's so important to me that clients not only receive high quality brands and websites from us, but they have an amazing client experience while working with us because we work with people for not just a few weeks, but for months. So we want the entire process from lead to wrap up to be an amazing experience. But this year we have scaled a lot. We went from being from me doing everything on my own to a team of three and more than doubling our revenue, which means bringing on double the clients and all of that stuff. While I'm so grateful for this, my experience started to take the back burner and I could feel it. Clients were confused, projects seemed disorganized, and there weren't clear boundaries on who was responsible for what. So I went back to the drawing board, did a whole overhaul of our client relationship management and reorganized projects. And let me tell you, it feels like a breath of fresh air. Our client experience is hands down what separates us from other design studios because I'm so immersed in the wellness space and care deeply about the impact our clients are making. It's the most important thing I continuously work on in my business. In today's episode, I'm sharing why it's important to elevate your client experience or even have a client experience. That's for those of you who have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, how to go about implementing a CRM system and what platforms are best for different industries. So whether you're in the wellness space, a service-based entrepreneur or a brand designer like me, you're going to want to listen to this whole episode because it's so full of great tips and you're going to want to return to it. Let's get to it. Okay, so before I get into the nitty gritty of this episode, which I am so, so excited about, I did an Instagram story the other day, just like a quick little mini training, and I could not believe all of the questions that I got, all of the feedback, the messaging saying how helpful it was. So I'm really, really excited to do this episode because it is something that's so, so important to me. I like come back to our process so often, especially since we've been growing so quickly. So I come back to our process a lot because I'm continuously like adding things to our client experience and taking things away. I'm up leveling things. So I'm really excited to share with you guys because I think it's going to be so helpful for your business and the success of your overall brand. So you know how I'm always saying like, you want to have a high level brand. So whether or not right now you're charging $10,000, $20,000 for your products and your service, even if you're not, which I totally am not yet, even if you're not, you want to have an experience like you're charging that much because you eventually want to get there, right? So Today, I'm talking about creating a high-level, luxury, premium client experience, no matter what it is that you're charging, so that we can create that repertoire of being a high-end brand. 
First things first, before we get into all of that business, good, bad, and woo-woo. So I know I've been super bad about doing this lately with the podcast episodes. I swear we are going to be back to normal now with podcasts. Every Wednesday, good, bad, and woo-woo, high-quality mini trainings. So the good is that we are back. I am finally settled into my house, although it's a complete shit show, but we have all of our stuff here. We are settled in. We don't have anything to do until Thanksgiving. So project redesign is underway. So that's good because it's exciting. There also comes with a challenge with that is that we need to paint legit every single room in this house. It looks like a cram box. So yeah, it's a lot of rooms. And that's like my challenge because I want everything to be done right now. And I have so many ideas, but we literally can't do anything until the walls are painted. So like all of our mirrors and decor and everything is just like on the ground and it's painful, but it's whatever part of it. We're going to live here for a while, so no need to have it all done right this second. And my woo-woo is, okay, so I think last weekend I shared about Liquid IV, and then I also shared about it on my Instagram, and I honestly really, really like it, but I found out that there's so much sugar in it. So maybe don't take it every day like I've been taking it, and I've kind of just been taking it if I like feel super dehydrated. I need to like look more into the benefits, but I heard that there's so much sugar in it. If you have a suggestion for something different that doesn't have as much sugar or just a better alternative. I'm really just looking for something that has like electrolytes. So that's what I learned. And I just wanted to tell you so that you don't go drinking liquid IV every single day like I did. And it's literally a million things of sugar. But I have been using rose water. I've been putting rose water in my coffee and it like it tastes good, but it has a lot of benefits like for your skin. It soothes like sore throats. You have like a lot of skin irritation. It's supposed to help like like it has like antiseptic properties which can prevent and treat infections. So that's a good thing. It has antioxidants. It's supposed to be good for your mood, headaches, anti-aging, all of that stuff. So I started adding it to my coffee. I'll let you know if I see any benefits of that. But yeah, my top tips to creating a stellar client experience. Let's get straight into it. So first things first, why an up-leveled and elevated client experience is important is because it creates a seamless experience for the client. So basically this sets boundaries right up front for what you're responsible for, what the client is responsible for, like what's expected of everyone. So typically this looks like it's laid out either in a list or a checklist or in boards and Trello. And I'm going to share more about like different softwares and like how you can use each of these to create a client experience. But basically this looks like everything is laid out. People have things that are assigned to them. And this just helps so that you're not like going back and forth with clients. So for service-based entrepreneurs, a lot of times in our projects for clients, we need things up front from clients. So for me, like we need them to fill out a design, like a questionnaire. We have them give us their, like what information they need on business cards, their website content. We have a lot of things that we need from the client up front. And if we don't receive that, then it's like, 
like going back and forth. We're waiting on the client. Just a lot of like mix and match where if you have a CRM set up and you have a process that like every client needs to give you all X, Y, and Z before they even get started, that eliminates confusion for both you because you're, if you just have everything up front, then you're able to easily and more seamlessly do your job. And then for the client, the client side, they can see like, okay, I have these five tasks that I need to get done and send to her in order to receive a logo or a website. So it just creates a overall boundary set. And then it also helps to like, I recently, because we've been around for a while and I'm started to like elevate the types of clients that we work with. A lot of our clients have assistants. So they'll have like a VA, they'll have, you know, just someone that helps out. And if they can also see too what is needed, so they'll be able to see like if they share their board with their assistant the assistant can just like go in and do all that stuff rather than having that third party thing so it sets those boundaries and then another reason why it's helpful is because it allows you to scale easily so implementing systems in order to scale so episode 31 I talk about systems to scale but it allows you to if you have a full-on process you have you know every single thing that entails with a client It allows you to scale because if someone new comes onto your team, you can say, okay, here's what we need to do. This is what we do for each client. And then you can just start to assign tasks rather than be like, okay, like where do we start? What do we do with all this? Now, this will change. So like I had ways that I was doing processes when I was by myself, but now I have my junior designer, Raquel, my girl my right-hand woman and Anne-Marie. So I have two designers now. So now when I had to like switch things around, but when they came on, it was super easy for me to just like kind of show them the way that we do things. And then, you know, cater it around like how we're going to do it now as a team of three. So it sets up for a seamless experience for the client and for really everyone that's involved. So whether that's you, you know, right now, like I'm thinking of a few projects, we have myself that's involved, Raquel, we have the client and then we have the client's assistant. Then we have like the brand photographer. So when everything is in one place, it just makes it so easy for everyone to be able to see what's going on, see where they fit into the project and how everyone can be involved moving the needle forward. And then thirdly, this is really the reason why I love doing this and I love working on it is because it creates a professional, high-end, luxury, premium experience. So when you are a service-based entrepreneur, you have so many moving parts. If you are a designer like me or you are a marketing expert or you're just a service-based entrepreneur... I bet that you have about 300 things that you have to do for a client. So we have about 30 and there's a lot of things and that goes from what the client needs, from what we need to wrapping up. So when you have all of those moving parts, it's so easy for it to get disorganized. And especially if you have multiple clients at once. So we typically have between five and 10 clients at once that are in different stages of their project. So when you have that, it's like, oh my God, where do I start? Where do I go? How do I update this? So when you have everything organized, everything is in one place, you can easily see 
what's going on and it creates for a professional high-end luxury premium experience. So when someone onboards with them, we send them their click up. They can see everything that's expected of them, who's in charge of it, where to add comments, make updates, all of that stuff. And what this professional high-end luxury premium experience creates is it creates not only like oh, Current Design Studio produced amazing work for me. It was an amazing experience. It was so easy to work with her. She was easy to communicate and all of that stuff. And that's why when earlier in the intro, when I was saying things started to go wrong, that's kind of what started happening. I was really behind on emails. I was not easy to get in touch of because my email inbox was always at like 50 deep. And I was just having a really hard time you know, organizing and all this stuff. And they say, when something is going wrong, it's time to hire. And that's what I did. I restructured, we up-leveled and we did all this stuff. So when you have a premium experience, it makes for referrals and that's the best possible thing anyone could ever want in a small business. So It creates that seamless experience for everyone involved in the project. It allows you to easily scale. And then it creates that premium experience that turns into referrals. So if you've been wondering what the heck I'm talking about and why it's even important, there you go. Okay, so let's move into how to implement a client experience. So this is specifically going to be for clients. Um, I'll talk a little bit on how I do it with my team because I know that a lot of designers are interested or just, I know that this was really hard for me to figure out was like, how do I add another designer into the mix when, you know, it's been me for so long. So how to implement a seamless client experience specifically for clients. Okay. So step number one, there are three steps. So step number one, write down your entire client experience from what happens to lead generation. So when someone signs up, like fills out your form on your website to when you are wrapping up with a client. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example of my entire process. I'm not going to bore you. So it's just going to be like a quick little synopsis. But if you have questions and you want me to further (laughs) discuss it with you, message me on Instagram or shoot me an email, Olivia at currentdesignstudio.com. Okay. So mine looks like this. So they fill out a form on our website They automatically pick a time to book the discovery call and they automatically get sent a Zoom link. So this is really important. So I wasn't doing this before and I was manually sending a Zoom link. So I switched from Dubsado to Acuity scheduling so that when someone fills out the form, they fill out the calendar, the date that they want to book a call, then they automatically get sent a Zoom link. After that, they get sent a confirmation email like, thank you so much. I can't wait to chat with you. Here's what you can expect, blah, blah, blah. In parallel to that, they're getting sent to a lead gen sequence in ConvertKit. So Acuity allows you to set up with ConvertKit. So when someone books a discovery call, they can get automatically put into a sequence in ConvertKit. So this is something that I'm adding that I haven't added yet, but I'm going to share with you like how to go in your process and add some bonuses. So that's like one bonus that I'm going to add in. So I'll elaborate on that in a minute. So that all happens before we even talk to them. Then we get on a discovery call with them and we chit chat, we come BFFs. I send over the proposal and then they decide to work together. 
if you are not doing your discovery calls on Zoom, you absolutely should be doing your discovery calls on Zoom. It just gives that face-to-face connection. It allows your personality to come through, your smile, your giddiness, all of that stuff. I started doing my calls on Zoom and I'm at like a 90% close rate. So I highly recommend doing your discovery calls on Zoom, especially now like everyone's home all the time. So like we're still in like Corona and COVID. So people want that face-to-face connection and they want to know that they're going to get along with you on like a personality level um, and not just like a business level. So definitely highly recommend doing a Zoom call. So after we get off the Zoom call, I send over a proposal and then we do like all of the onboarding. So the onboarding looks like send over the contract, send over the first invoice, and then their portal. And I'm going to talk about what my portal looks like in a little bit. And the portal is like all of the, you know, everything that I need from the client. And then we work on their project and I have our projects into three phases. So phase one, two, and three, and then we have the wrap up. So that's everything for mine. There's a lot more detail. So like mine looks like a three page Google doc. And I want you to get that detailed. I want you to write down literally every single thing that is involved in your client experience from lead generation to not or to wrap up. Sorry. So after you do that, I want you to go in there and figure out where you can add little personal touches, like where you can add realistic bonuses. So where you can add, send a fun new client card, where you can create your portfolio, you know, where you can add maybe another touch point, like another call or something like that. So I want you to like create the list that might take you like a week. You might need to like work on a client project and be like, oh, okay, these are, wow, look at all this stuff that I'm doing. You're going to be amazed. And I want you to just write down all of that. So the second thing I want you to do, and I know I said that there were three things, but I'm actually going to add in a fourth right now. So the second thing I want you to do is to break your project into phases. And the reason why I want you to do that is because it makes it more digestible and it makes it easier to, you know, put someone in charge. So when you're It just makes it a lot easier. So you're not like wrapping up the whole project at once. So like our phase one looks like the logo design. So we do all of the logo design. We get the colors, the type, the logo, and then we create the brand guide and then we export all of the brand files. And that's phase one. And the reason we do this is because then the client can go and they can start teasing their new brand. They can start showing people, they can start using it. And then for our side, we have all of the files that we need in order to create collateral and the website. So we're like going back and forth and the client's like, oh, actually I want to change this on the logo. Then it just like messes everything up. And I've been like in this position before. So if you break it up into phases, no matter what type of service base you're in or coaching or whatever it is, it just makes it more digestible for the client and for you as well. So if you are a coach, then breaking up into phases might look like module one, two, and three. We're going to cover, you know, say you're a health coach, you're going to cover where you're feeling discomfort, like why you're having stomach pains. And then from there, you're going to work on like phase two might look like reintroducing, you know, foods and phase three might look like how to grocery shop for your new diet and all of that stuff. I I literally just made that up at the top of my head, but you want to break the projects into phases to make it more digestible. So after you write down everything that is in your process, I want you to break it into phases. So my 
mine is three core phases with like two outside phases. So we have like phase zero, I guess, would be onboarding. So that would be receiving everything from the client. Like we literally cannot move on until we get everything from the client. Then we have phase one, which is brand design. Then we have phase two, which is website design. Then we have phase three, which is collateral. And not every client wants to do collateral. So that's why I have it in phase three. And then we have phase, um, you know, four or like the lead out, which is the wrap up. And that includes like, for me, it includes like creating a blog post, creating launch graphics for the client, making sure that the website is working and all of that stuff. So, and then launch. So we have like three core phases and then we have the two kind of that are more internal for myself and my team. So breaking it into phases is super helpful. And then it also makes it easy for you from what I was saying, the benefits as far as scaling. So if you're like, okay, we have all of these projects and we're going to need someone to come in and help with website development. So that is what we have Anne-Marie for. Shout out to Anne-Marie. And she does like the web development. So we design like the front end of it and then she goes in to show it and she like develops it. So she adds like all of the fancy transitions. She just like adds a little like personal touch to the website. So it was super easy to be like, okay, this is our process. Where can we alleviate some some work on our part and then, you know, hand off to someone else. And it was really easy for us to do that because we had it broken up into phases. So even if you're like a solo entrepreneur right now, eventually you will get to scaling and it will be very easy and digestible for you to do that. Are you ready to finally have a website you're proud of? A website that showcases your services, attracts your ideal clients, and allows you to finally charge what you're worth? Our Show It website templates are plug and play, completely customizable, and designed strategically for coaches and wellness businesses to make an impact online. And when I say completely customizable, I mean it. Fonts, colors, logo, photos, literally everything can be changed to fit your brand and vision. With a video library full of step-by-step videos, you can have your website up and running before you know it and can ditch the one you currently have. Head to currentdesignstudio.com to shop your brand new website and use code DESIGN15 for almost $90 off. Okay, so number three, we have picking a CRM. So a CRM is a client relationship management system. And you might have heard of that, you might not have, but some examples of CRMs are HoneyBook, Dubsado, ClickUp, Asana, Trello, Healthy, That's for health coaches, get healthy. You might have heard of like Monday, like whatever that is. Those are just the seven most popular ones that I've heard of and slash have used before. But you want to find a CRM that will work for you. So I want you to go back to your client experience and I want you to write down what you need from it. So you need like a scheduler, you need like a Zoom link if you want to do calls through Zoom. You'll need a place to house if you have a ton of like questionnaires, you'll need a place to house questionnaires. You'll need a place to have your contracts. Like for me, we needed like a place to, for like clients to give comments and I'm going to explain that in a little bit. So if you're a designer, make sure you keep listening because I'm going to explain why I moved from Dubsado to ClickUp. But write down the tools or I guess that's not the, like the processes that you'll need from a CRM. 
and this is important just because you don't want to have like 500 CRMs. Like you want to have 500 like different plugins. You want to have something that can hold one thing. So like we have our questionnaires in Google folder and just like things like that. So think of what type of platform like processes that you'll need for each part each like phase of your process so like yeah I don't know how to better explain that I'm just not saying the right word but I think you understand what I'm saying I'm sorry so go back to your processes and figure out what type of platforms or plugins that you're going to need for that and then start researching CRMs that have that. So like I said, HoneyBook, Dubsado, ClickUp, Asana, Trello, GetHealthyMonday.com, all of those are CRMs. HoneyBook and Dubsado are made for creatives. So they have like questionnaires, they have places to send your contract, they have like open invoices, they have all that stuff. Asana and Trello are also great because you can break things up into like lists and boards and things like that. So here Here's why I switched from Dubsado to ClickUp. So Dubsado was great for client portals. So they were, you know, I had my contract in there. You can see open invoices and then they had all of their questionnaires in there. The problem is that as far as having a team goes, you're not able to like easily keep track. So they have like boards and tasks, but they were super confusing to me. And then like the client, it's it's not super user friendly for the client. So I moved everything to ClickUp. So basically the, the only thing I'm working on right now is the contract. So they fill out the form on our website, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to our onboarding. And I send my contract right now is via Dubsado, but that will change and I'll keep you updated on what I decide to do. It's just not super important right now because I have dubsado until march and then i send the invoice via quickbooks and then when i send the client portal to them it is all in ClickUp. so i create a google folder for them and in their google folder they have all of their questionnaires their website content and a place to add their brand photos and i'm able to link that in ClickUp. so basically i create their google folder and then i sync it to their ClickUp list and they're able to just go like through ClickUp to their Google folder. So I'm not sending them like 5,000 links and in ClickUp you can have like a reviewer, the client can see what it is. And then what was happening for me that was slowing the entire process down was everything was bottlenecked at me. So when I had a designer send me something, I had to approve it. And then I had to send it to the client where if we have click up, everyone can see and comment and add in there. So what we've been doing is adding, you know, the brand strategy to click up and then the client and tagging the client in it. And then the client can comment there. And so rather than sending me an email and me having to explain it to my designers or whatever, they can see right there and they can make those updates. So it's super awesome. So that's why I switched to ClickUp. So if you're like, if you're a designer right now, that's like growing and scaling their business and you're like, okay, everything's literally bottlenecked on me. I would recommend, you know, either using ClickUp or Asana or Trello or something where like you can see like multiple comments. One thing I will say though, is make sure that you have a way to explain to the client how this is going to happen. So for me, we have something called the Elevated Brand Incubator, and it's basically a video library of me walking the client through how to use the portal, what's expected of them, boundaries, like all things like that. 
make sure that you have a way to explain to the client how this is like all going to work. So whether that's through like an onboarding meeting, if you want to do that, if it's through a series of videos, if it's through like a loom video, whatever that is, just make sure that you have a way for clients to understand how that works. So I would just test out different CRMs. You know, there's a ton more than the ones I've I've listed, but it's really important to have your client experience kind of written down so that you can, you know, figure out what platform or CRM software is best for you. So we have the three core things. So we have write down your client experience, break down the project into phases so it's more digestible, and then research CRMs to find one that will work best for you. That's been the hardest thing for me. I've literally switched like a hundred times. And then fourthly is figure out what you'll need from the client and then create templates. So if you are always sending the same onboarding email, you're sending the same portal email, you're sending the same questionnaires, create things that make for a super easy experience for both you and the client. What I do is I just have like a document that has our like templated canned emails, I guess is the term that Dubsado uses. And like Dubsado and HoneyBook, I think you can like set up canned emails and then just resend. So anytime you send like a form or the portal or the contract, it's always the same. But since I'm not using them anymore, I just created the document that has like, okay, onboarding design proposal email, onboarding email, wrap up email. And I just have like a four to five emails that are templated that I'll send to like literally every single client. And it just makes it easier for me. It makes sure that like I don't miss anything. So I'm not like, oh shit, I forgot to send that to this person, but this person got it. So it just makes it a lot easier for everyone because you take the time to sit down and like write out a well thought out email. And then it's just there. Like you just have it from then on. So much information. Again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. This has been the hardest thing for me to like scale my business because there's nothing out there, especially for designers. So let me just recap on this. So how to implement a client relationship experience. So number one, write down your entire client experience. And again, like this might take you a week or two. So don't rush it because you don't want to miss anything. Like we just moved to ClickUp like a few weeks ago. So I'll keep you updated on how it's going. I mean, it's been going really great so far, but like you're always going to be adding things. Like I'm currently been like adding stuff still to mine. So write down your entire client experience. Don't be upset if it takes a while. Number two, break down the project into phases to make it more digestible. Number three, research a CRM that works for you. So make sure you go back into your client experience, write down like what type of resources or tools that you need the CRM to have. And then number four, write out like templated emails or any sort of like template, create questionnaires, things like that for the client. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out because I know that this is so, so much information. I will give a little teaser. So in January 2021, I am going to be opening up a mastermind for designers. It's going to be called Design to Scale. And it's going to be I'm basically going to be sharing with you the blueprint of my business on how I went from like five to seven K months to multi five figure months consistently. So I'm going to be sharing with you literally the blueprint of my business. And the reason I'm doing this is because 
there is nothing out there like this. So it's really, really hard to scale an agency, to scale a studio because there are so many moving parts. So I'm really, really excited to open this up. It's going to be a very intimate. It's going to be a really awesome mastermind made specifically for brand designers. So if you're interested, shoot me a DM. It's like in the very early stages, but I will be launching it within the next like month or so. So yeah, I hope that this is helpful. Let me know if you guys have any questions feel free to DM me or shoot me an email, but I will see you in the next episode.